guess what? We are back again. When I mean we, I mean me, myself, and the knowledge I've got. Yes, so we will be talking about something super interesting, and that is sexual love. Today, I decided not to do an intro because this needs special attention, right? Especially because as young people, this is the first thing we think about every single time. Yeah, like you may tell me, no, it's not true. Yes, it's true most of the time. Because of the things we start, we now watch uh, people like the music we listen to, uh, to to the magazines we read, to to the people we surround ourselves with. But this is it. So sexual love, this is that special. This is that special, most intimate kind of love between a husband and a wife. Listen clearly, husband and a wife, not boyfriend and a girlfriend, not boy and a girl, husband and a wife. That means in the context of marriage. So we should have sexual love for only one person. The one to whom we are married. The pyramid illustrates how our affections should narrow to one person when it comes to sexual love. You cannot have sexual love at the base. Because it's you can, sexual love cannot be you having sexual love for everyone no that is not true and you cannot have it on the second uh bow of pyramid for friendship no 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 it is the last one up narrow it's like at the peak that kasha peak that's where it's, it's at because at the end of the day it's not for everyone it's only for you and your spouse so as a teenager listening to this safeguard yourself hey girl safeguard yourself Hey boy, safeguard yourself. Wait for that right person. You're going to ask my you're asking yourself, who is that right person? You will know at the right time, right circumstances. If you fail to understand this, go back and listen to the first episode, second, the third, the fourth and keep coming until right where we are because it's very important. Very very important. So you see, in the beginning, God created one man and one woman, not one man and three women, or not five women and one man. It's one man and one woman. They were committed to each other for life. This is God's design for marriage and sexual love. One man and one woman committed to each other for life as well. See, God gave sex both as a means of producing children and as a source of pleasure. Through sexual intercourse, a husband and a wife are able to express to the fullest their love for each other. This is one of the great bless, greatest blessings and privileges of marriage. Of marriage, not of just thoughts. It's of marriage. Of marriage. So to protect this blessing of sexual love within marriage, God gave this command, you shall not commit adultery. Anyways, before we get to that place, you could also be a, a teenager listening to this or a young adult listening to this and you've had the same questions with me or the same questions I had when I, when I was a teenager or as a young adult. Um, I asked myself, okay, the passion, this sexual drive is so strong. And God, 
can you just take it away and keep it somewhere safe that when I get married, you can give it back to me? Because I feel like it's stressing. I have to fight it every day. I have to wake up in the morning and fight myself through the day not to lust, not to fall a victim of sexual sin, but I have to fight it every single day. But then this is what God says. <laughs> he has given us the strength to hold and wait for the right time. And in the same way, he put that in us, that sexual drive in us. And he gave a command. He said, you shall not commit adultery or even fornication. You can't. So this command forbids all sexual impurity. Fornication is a sexual intercourse i mean uh is is a sexual intercourse between an unmarried man and woman adultery is sexual adultery is sexual intercourse between a married person and some other than his or her marriage partner so both fornication and uh, adultery are forbidden by god along with all other sexual sin so god is not against sex listen clearly he is not against sex he created it because he knows it's good. That's why he's given you the passion. He's given you the sexual drive. He's given you all that it takes for you to have sex. So he's not against, he's not against sex. But he is against the wrong use of sex. Listen the wrong use the wrong use meaning you're doing it before marriage you're doing it with someone else's um, wife or husband you're 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 watching things and you're doing it to yourself that is through masturbation or through watching pornography that is not god's plan for you he is against the wrong use of sex after all sex was created was God's idea in the first place. We didn't ask him to be like, God, could you just uh, uh, give us sexual organs? Could you give us the sexual drive? No, we didn't ask him. He put it in us. And he knows why. So you can't start to misbehave with it because it's not you who put it. It's God who put it in you. <laughs> Think about it. It's crazy, right? So within marriage... It is one of the most wonderful blessings we can enjoy. That's what God's intention is. So as a wonderful, as wonderful as sexual love is, it can never be the foundation for successful marriage. Some of you are thinking that way. You're like, oh, okay, I'm trying, I'm trying to protect myself. I'm trying to keep myself pure. And I can't wait to become a young adult and just get married so that I can have sex. No, it's not that. It should not be the drive for you to get married. Because when it's the drive for you to get married, you're going to flunk in your marriage. Okay, so after the sex, so what? Think about it. So what? <laughs> so what? So many couples try to build their marriage on foundation of physical or sexual love. The marriage may not last, may last for a while, but when the storms of life come, their marriage fails. They discover too late that you cannot build a happy and successful marriage with sexual love and as, fornic as the fornication. 
I mean, that's the foundation, not fornication. That's the foundation. So think about it. As a teenager, you're having that friend of yours, the opposite sex. What's the foundation of your friendship? Is it agape? Or do you want it to be sexual love? Because when it is sexual love, trust me, you're going to try to impress each other. You're going to touch each other. And yet that's not your wife to be. Or that's not your husband to be. How would you feel? This is the question I keep asking young people. How would you feel playing around with someone's wife or husband and then you hear a very loud voice in your mind or in your head telling you, oh, by the way, I see, turn to the left. I seeing that person being touched inappropriately. That's your wife to be. What would be your thought or what would be your reaction? I am sure all of you will actually run and be like, hey, stop doing this. Leave that person alone. Yet earlier on, you are busy playing around with someone else's future wife or future husband. So if you love your friends so much, protect them for their right partners. That means by caring for them and by having agape love. So thank you so much for listening to the three kinds of love we talked about previously, previous, previously. And that is agape love. Second, we went to friendship love. And today we've just concluded the third one, which is sexual love. Don't fly. Don't j- Everything moves in order. You can't switch it and start with sexual love, then friendship love, then agape love. No, 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 no. It starts, with the, other, it starts the other way around. So thank you so much for tuning into my podcast and listening to this have a good time and can't wait to see you we are about by the way to finish um, our season one and then we'll be heading straight to season two so season one we left with just few 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 episodes that's just two episodes to make the 10th episode thank you so much and have a good time